your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli with another episode of the podcast that's dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's episode, we will be doing some, uh, I guess, prognosticating and uh, maybe getting a little bit crazy and ridiculous with it. Uh, but is there a possibility the Colorado Avalanche, I'm going to go, I'm, I don't want to say we'll win every award. Let's not get too crazy. But could they at least have a nominee for all of the major awards, we'll go through them. And uh, I think you'll see it's feasible, obviously, depending on if the Avalanche can have a, a decent season, which we expect them to do. So we'll talk about that. We will talk about uh, the rookie prospect camp tournament <clears throat> that just concluded in Arizona. Does that mean anything? And the Avalanche family and specifically Altitude says goodbye to another reporter. And we'll just touch on that briefly. You obviously know who that is. If you don't, Lauren Jabara. So uh, all of that. So before we get to all of it, first things first, follow the show, social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com and follow the show on our new uh, YouTube stream. Go to YouTube, search for Locked on Avalanche and subscribe and you'll get notified whenever a new show like this one gets put up. <clears throat> so, all right, where do we start? Let's start with the rookies because I think, uh, you know, that's on the ice and people are kind of uh, excited about that. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm in that camp of, you know, excitement but tempered down a little bit. Um, just the fact that we have, you know, live hockey with some of our prospects, with with so many prospects that we've been talking about for a few years now. And even on this show, how we were talking about uh, the, you know, the depth of this team might come from a lot of these prospects. Uh, and we get to see firsthand you know, and, and so, you know, a good number of these guys play for the Eagles in the AHL for Colorado. Uh, but it's another year gone. And that's kind of what, what you're kind of looking at. What's the progression that they've made from last year to this year? Although a lot of time has not passed, uh, there's still that, you know, they're constantly working on things. So and guys like Newhook and Byram who have been hurt. At the end of last year, they're back. How do they look? So you're, you're kind of just getting the beginning uh, parts of this season. And is there a possibility for these guys to make uh, the cut? I think when you look at this, like you're, you're not you're really not concerned with the score. And the first game, first of all, the Avalanche went two and one in this tournament. The first game did not score a single goal. Uh, second game they won and I don't have the scores and I know the, the last game, I think it was seven to four, the last game. And then it was five to four, which they won in overtime. <clears throat> um, 
Second game was against I'm dry, was it against Arizona? And then third game was against San Jose. I don't even that that's the thing. Like I'm not concerned about the game and who they played. No, it was the Ducks. It was the Ducks because uh Zegras got hurt. So uh which that was a question I had. How physical would these teams be? Uh knowing that these are scrimmages, knowing that these are prospects. Uh, would would it be just about you know the skating, trying to make some plays, not too many hits in the boards? Uh, no, it was it was full bore. And well, first of all, we were able to watch the games, which was good because if you listened to the show last week, I had read right off of the Avalanche website that if you were not in the markets, they were going to be blacked out. They weren't so. Not only could you, you know, if you were in the Colorado market, you you could watch it. Outside of that, you didn't think you were going to be able to, but you did. I don't know if that changed. I don't know if they didn't have the capability to block anybody. Bottom line is you could watch the game. So it was cool. The downside of watching the game was it was tough because it was one camera angle, almost at ice level. There was a net around the entire rink. So the camera angle was through a net and that's all it was. It was at center ice. So it was tough because it was not high up when the puck was actually in the offensive zones. Uh, it was a little bit difficult to see who had the puck, any plays that were being made. It was not a high def camera. So it was a little bit tough and no replays. You just had to go with it. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm not looking for Olympic level coverage of this thing. Just having it, seeing some guys play was good enough for me. Uh, but no, there, there, Zegras got hurt, uh, and he had to be helped off the ice. I haven't heard anything. I didn't really look to see if he was okay. That's the downside to these things. And when that happened, you're like, man, I just want all of our players to get out of this thing unscathed. They did. Guys like Newhook and Byram didn't even play the third game. I think that was planned anyway. I don't think they were going to play them because of <clears throat> guys are getting hurt. Let's just, you know, we got through the first two games. Let's remove them. I think they were just going to play the first two games anyway, and that was it. Uh, and for the most part, those guys looked really good. You can tell they're they're kind of a cut above everybody else. But this was good for guys like, you know, my dark horse here in Jean-Luc Foodie, who <laughs> – if he's not up there this year, I, I can understand that. Um, from what I understand, he's working a shot a little bit, but his skating ability is absolutely there. There is no doubt about his skating ability. So uh, he looked good. Um, and also for guys like Oscar Olofsson, their first round pick in this recent draft, you can tell he needs work. He needs to adjust to uh, that style of game. So uh, there, there's a lot you can take out of this. The score, who cares? You don't take anything from the score. Uh, and and you, you just take it as it's a scrimmage where these guys can get some reps. And that's really what you want. So now the test is, can these guys translate anything that they learned, anything that they picked up on at this tournament and bring it over into training camp because, you know, after day one, Jared Bednar has said that there are nine spots up available on on the forward position. Maybe he was talking about that. I mean, I, I think maybe the defensive side is 
pretty much set. Um, but I, you know, I'm pretty confident he was talking about the forwards. Uh, you know, we we know the top line is is all good. We're good there. Uh, but he's kind of making the point that everything else is up for grabs. Yeah, you can talk about guys like Kadri likely isn't going anywhere in the second line. Burkowski likely isn't going anywhere in the second line. But I think he just wanted to make it known that uh, nothing outside of the big three is final. And when you have guys that took part in this tournament and a lot of them played very well, I think they can bring that confidence over into uh, training camp and at least make a go of it. Uh, I, you know, there's some guys that you, you don't expect to make the cut, but I, I think it's a confidence booster. And maybe they don't make the, the squad right away, but down the road, you know, like we said, past couple of years, Avalanche are no strangers to injuries. So now if these guys get called up, yeah, I know it's just prospects against prospects, but every little bit helps. Uh, and that's true for this. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, it, it was a good tournament overall. Again, don't take anything away score-wise or you know record-wise for the Avs. Take away individuals, and it seems like a lot of the Avalanche players really took advantage of the opportunity. So, all right, let's uh, hear from some sponsors and then uh, dive into some guessing on maybe if the Avalanche can win a lot of these awards by the end of the year. So... First, I want to tell you about Direct TV Stream, and does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend login for the good stuff. So let me tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more over at directtv.com. Once again, the website is directtv.com with compatible devices required Content varies by package. Also brought to you by the one and only best tasting protein bar on the market. That is Built Bar. And did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors that there is something for everyone. And you can pick your favorite by picking from the following. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and there's even some limited time flavors available. And if you haven't tried them, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors available. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy as well. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar. Only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15. You will get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So the Avalanche the past couple of seasons have been well represented come award time. Uh, they've won a couple with Cal McCarr winning the Calder, Nathan McKinnon 
winning the Lady Bing. Uh, they've been nominated, especially Nathan McKinnon, a bunch of times. Uh, if you go back a few more years, Jared Bednar was nominated for Coach of the Year in the Jack Adams. So <clears throat> I feel like they're, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, it's just a, a, a honor to be nominated. And of course it is. Uh, but with the success that some of these Avalanche players have had, I got to say, I thought they've, they'd win a few more than that they've taken home. Um, and could this be that year? You know, uh, teams usually get a little bit more notoriety and eyes and votes when you're succeeding and doing well. And the Avalanche have done that the past few years, but we all know they haven't, you know, won at all. So uh, <clears throat> are they going to get stuck in that same rut? Because you're voting on the regular season. You're not voting on uh, anything that happens in the postseason. So because the Avalanche haven't won anything, they're not following up a Stanley Cup season. And if they have another good season, that's kind of when you see some some voters take notice and say, like, okay, this is a team that's being consistent uh, and will kind of notice them in the voting and, and awards. So regardless, uh, we all expect the Avalanche to be at the top of the standings. And we expect a lot of their players to have really good seasons. So I figured let's go through the big ones. And I think you can make an argument for an Avalanche player to be at least nominated for just about every single <clears throat> major award. And we'll start right at the top, obviously, with the Hart Trophy, which is obviously for the league MVP. And when you're thinking league MVP, you're obviously thinking Nathan McKinnon. And there's, you know, everything pointing to that him being involved in the Hart discussion again this year. So you would expect him to be uh, at least nominated. I think he's a, a favorite, along obviously with Connor McDavid, to win it. Uh, but I would throw a dark horse in there and say Miko Rantanen. I really think Miko Rantanen is going to have a fantastic season and a full <clears throat> 82 game season where, you know, obviously if, if you're going to win the heart, you have to stay healthy clearly. So uh, yeah, we we're going to be, have our eyes fixed on Nathan McKinnon, rightly so. But I think Miko Rantanen could have a sneaky good season and last year, Avalanche fans are not batting an eye that he had more points than Nathan McKinnon did last year. That could happen again. I mean, it was only by a point, I think, or two. Uh, <clears throat> but he's going to be right there in the thick of it throughout the duration of the season. So clearly, Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen could very well be in the conversation for the heart, and either one of them could win it. For the Norris and best defenseman, yeah, Kale McCarr. Got to be the favorite to win it. Should have won it last year. Would have won it last year if he had not missed 12 games, I think it was. Uh, I think it would have been a runaway winner <clears throat> but because he missed those games. Voting kind of went to, to Adam Fox, who definitely will be involved in it again this year. But I think uh, this year that is Kale McCarr's to lose. Uh, the Ted Lindsay for most outstanding player. Doesn't always go hand in hand with the MVP. The Ted Lindsay's voted on by the players. Uh, so that's a little bit more up in the air. I think maybe a little bit more fair 
on who, you know, the most quote outstanding player is. And yeah, I mean, if you're talking about Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon being involved in the heart, they could likely be involved in the Ted Lindsay as well. Uh, and don't forget about Camel Carr in that aspect either. So you could have three Colorado Avalanche players. Um, and it's not going to be all three. They're not going to take up all the, the you know candidates and throw them all to Avalanche players. But I'm just saying one of those three guys could be involved in the Ted Lindsay. The Vesna best goaltender. This one maybe is a little bit up in the air because obviously we're going in with a, a new goalie. We expect a lot out of Kempfer, uh, but it remains to be seen. I think, but again, would not surprise me if he's in the discussion at the end of the year and have a very, very good season uh, for Darcy Kempfer in his first year with the Colorado Avalanche, no doubt. So I think he could be in that conversation. Absolutely. Uh, Calder for best rookie. Look, the Avs have a history of uh, producing Calder winners with obviously McCarr, with McKinnon, with Landeskog. They, they, you know, that's just guys on this team. Uh, So they, for one reason or another, uh, rookies play well when they're playing with the Avalanche. And the discussion for Newhook and Byram when it comes to the Calder has really kind of gone away and it's all seems to be Cole Caulfield because of what he did towards the end of the year. Don't sleep on new hook or Byram at all. And I think a lot of people are, uh, for the simple fact that they got hurt and couldn't finish the season. Um, but they are definitely going to be in the thick of a Calder trophy. I have no doubt about that. The Jack Adams, uh, that's for the coach of the year, you know, it, Bednar should be involved in this. And it's a shame kind of year after year he's not. Uh, It's tough. I've said it before on the show. It's tough when you have a team that you're going into the season and people are expecting so much from you and you produce that, at least in a regular season sense, uh, that needs to get noticed because you have all of the pressure on you. Everybody's looking at you to produce the teams you're going up against know that you're a favorite, so they're not going to back down. They're going to give you the best that they have. They're going to give you their A-plus game. And to come out on top on a President's Trophy, um, why he didn't win it last year is a little bit of a question mark. Uh, so it could be one of those things where he gets a nomination because of that, because he didn't last year. And if he does it again, you have to give this guy some notoriety. Yeah, he's got a great team, but he's managing it, and that's what they're supposed to do. So, yeah, uh, Jared Bednar, I think, definitely could be involved with the Jack Adams by a good stretch. The Selkie Award, which goes to the best defensive forward. Hey, look, uh, you know, Valnichuskin's been involved in this for the past couple of years, and and with good reason. He's a fan. He is the best Defensive forward on the Avalanche, I think by far. So again, a f- a given a full 82-game season, uh, he could be involved in this. That might be a long shot, but uh, they rely on him for his defensive aspects of, of his game. So um, <clears throat> yeah, he, he, he he's, I think, last year or the year before, he finished higher up than I thought. It was like fourth or fifth. Um, so he's getting some some notice in that aspect of his game. 
and he's just another year in Colorado, another year more comfortable in the system, <clears throat> he could rise up that board maybe a little bit more. We'll see. The Lady Bing, hey, uh, Nathan McKinnon would have won it before he can win it again. He's kind of a wild card because look what you got. You had a Lady Bing award, which is for the most gentlemanly player. And then the following year, <clears throat> clearly he was not going to get that, especially when you launch a helmet at another player. So, I mean, for McKinnon, it's up in the air. You don't know where you're going to get. But are there other guys on this team that could? Yeah, you look at guys like Tyson Jost. Um, plays hard, but plays fair. Play, I would say plays gentlemanly. Um, who else? I mean, even... Well, I was going to say even Kale McCarr, but on a defensive end, that's tough to do. Uh, but Jacob Slavin won it last year. He's a defenseman. <clears throat> or even Taves. But Taves gets mixes it up a little bit more. I'm trying to think off the top of my head here. But, yeah, for, Joe sticks out in my head. And because McKinnon won it, you know, he could win it again. Finally, the Jim Gregory for general manager of the year. How Joe Sackick has not been at least nominated for this thing is one of the most mind-boggling things that I can conjure up in the many years that I've been watching hockey. I don't know how you don't even give this man a nomination. So the NHL needs to right this wrong. And if the Avalanche do another year like they've had the past few seasons of being at the top of the standings, that is completely because Joe Sackick knows how to navigate a team and put a team together. And for him not to get noticed for it is sacrilegious to me. I can't figure out for the life of me. I wish we could get, uh, you know, sound bites from people who, who come up with these lists and explain to me why Joe Sackick has not been at least nominated, especially last year. Explain it to me. Maybe I don't want you to because it's not going to be a good enough explanation. But if they have another good season, which we expect them to, and he doesn't get nominated, I think we can pretty much just forget about it because it's never going to happen. And if they give it to uh, Lou Lamarillo, who's won it two years in a row, and the Islanders are expected to be a good team this year, if they give it to him again, calling shenanigans, something's going on here. That one I'm going to be looking forward to. But what do you think? I mean, the Avalanche have an outside shot to be nominated for the majority of these awards. Remove the Selkie. I'd say even remove the Lady Bing. And I'd say the Vesna's up in the air. But all the other ones, there's a real possibility you're going to have a lot of Colorado Avalanche players up for awards this year. Now, winning them, I think they have a good shot to win them. Obviously, if you're in it, you are you're have a good shot to win it. Uh, but... Just the nomination factor, I think it could be high for the Avs. All right, uh, let's hear from Bet Online, and we're back better than ever with another football season. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action for this year. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. 
That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet in all of your favorite sports and your online sports book experts. All right. And one last bit of information here. Actually, two bits of information. Um, <clears throat> and they obviously both revolve around the avalanche and the kind of like the people who present the game to us. Well, one of them does, and the other one presented a team to us. Um, and Lauren Jabara is walking away. I think her last day was yesterday at Altitude. Um, and it, it, this is going to happen to the smaller market teams, the really good sideline reporters and, and arena reporters. Um, the bigger people come calling and you kind of knew it was, it was going to happen sooner or later with, with Jabara. And um, she put up a post. We don't know where she's going yet. Some people, most of the time when this happens, obviously you're moving up. So could it be with the NHL network? Could it be with ESPN or TNT? I know she went to University of Michigan, so she's a big fan there. Maybe they offered her something. She wants to go back to her alma mater. But, you know, this is the second Lauren that's been uh, removed. Lauren Gardner went to the NHL and MLB networks, so she's kind of pulling double duty. I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out soon. Uh, But a great sideline reporter, you know, knowledgeable, funny, uh, great interaction with the guys, especially the not only the players, but everybody else that works at Altitude. I've had, you know, Connor McGahee on and you know that they're a close knit bunch of people and um, she was a part of that. So definitely going to miss seeing her on the sideline. So what's it going to be? That's two Lawrence that have been replaced. Went from LG to LJ. I'm guessing the next one is LT. So if your initials are LT and your first name is Lauren, uh, go apply because you have a good shot at getting that gig. Uh, But wherever you go, good luck, Lauren. And the other one is Pierre Lacroix uh, raising a banner for him, which is... uh, you know, I, I think we, we knew they were going to do something. Uh, they wore things on their helmets, I think, last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but you knew they were going to do something bigger because if not for that man, uh, not only – I don't want to say that, you know, the Avalanche wouldn't be in, in Colorado. There's more people at play than just him for that. But – uh, he put the team together in, in Quebec and obviously brought it over to Denver. And if not for him, probably won't have two Stanley Cups in the first few years that you were there. He, the, the way he worked as a GM was uh, ruthless, but in a good way. He wasn't this man that was uh, out to, to one-up you or, or beat you down. Uh, he knew how to assemble a team. And he knew how to make a deal and make a trade <clears throat> and make it work. He knew he'd have to give up something, but he knew what he was getting. And he did that with the Patrick Wad deal. Uh, he did that with the Ray Bork deal. They weren't even a thought for Ray Bork. And because it was Pierre Lacroix, it happened. So, um, yeah, he, he will be missed from the Avalanche family, but uh, 
good good job by the Avalanche kind of like immortalizing him for raising a banner. I think opening night they're doing it too. So not even waiting, just, you know, we, the, the first game where it's going to be max capacity at Ball Arena, and that's going to happen, that place is going to be uh, hopping. So it's going to be a, a good event to see. So that will be it for today, everyone. We will be back tomorrow. And uh, if anything else happens throughout the day, just follow me on Twitter. We'll post it up there or on Instagram. And get a hold of me if you've got anything on your mind. LockedOnAvalanche.gmail.com That will be it, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. It's always appreciated. We'll see you tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!